Hello and welcome to Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Gabe, Tanner, and Ben. It is 11.53 p.m. Way too late. So we'll try to make this one a little quicker for you guys because, well, it's not really for you guys. It's for us. So just get over it. All right. <laughs> we're going to start. We're going to jump right into it. Going to get through these as fast as possible tonight. Monday, we'll do the Monday night games first. We'll start with the ones that just finished. Uh, Browns and Steelers. That was an ugly football game. Uh, Sean Watson doesn't look good. Kenny Pickett doesn't look good. Najee Harris doesn't look good. No, Najee Harris looks good. The offensive line looks really good. Yeah, not, the offensive line looks really bad. Nick Chubb doesn't have a knee anymore. Yep. Uh, he, he He's definitely done for the year. He may never play football again. Uh, yeah, it's nasty. That's the second time he's had a nasty injury like that. So that may be it for him, which is unfortunate because he's a really, really good running back. It's amazing uh, to me how his knee was still facing forward. Like, yeah, after like, all that. Yeah, like, that was just. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The only thing that that needed was Tony Romo to say, you got to hope it's just a cramp. needed. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing. That needed to happen. Was needed. it to cut to needed? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Well, you got to hope it's just a cramp, Jim. You got to hope it's just a cramp. <laughs> uh, the Steelers won the game uh, 26-22. Um, uh, three weeks from now, nobody's even going to remember who won this game. I mean, it just went like one, nobody stayed up to watch it. It's way too late. I don't know why they're doing these double headers on Monday night, right? They're doing it next week, too. I don't understand um, what they're doing. Steelers are winning this division. So, okay. You, I, mean, I, I, I am completely against you on that. I don't no, believe that. For one Honestly, I just, uh, I think that this whole division might just be bad this year. It's yeah. too late for Maybe. Uh, okay. Move on to the other Monday night game. Saints at Panthers. Saints win twenty to seventeen. Uh, you guys tell me if you agree with me on this. I kind of feel like this game wasn't as close as this final score shows. Twenty to seventeen. I kind of feel like the Saints kind of pulled away in the second half, and then the Panthers scored again at the end. Uh, I, I think the Saints defense is legit, um, and I think the Saints offense is suspect, but makes big plays at certain times that they need to. Uh, Chris Olave is. He's just a beast. They also lost Jamal this game too. Really, Jamal? Yeah. What? What? What kind of injury? I don't know. I just saw that he went out in like the either it was either late second or beginning of the third. He got hurt. So okay, I didn't. I didn't get any follow up about it. But okay, I know he got hurt during the game. All right. All right. Well, we'll go back to Thursday night. I don't even remember what the Thursday night game was. Okay, uh, Vikings at Eagles. Eagles went thirty-four to twenty-eight. Another one that I feel like the score is closer than the game actually was. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to. I can't remember exactly how this game went. Now, the Kirk Cousins turned the ball over like the first four possessions or something like that. Yeah, four. They had four turnovers. Yeah. I'm still not stressing, bro. Because like, I'm still not. I'm sorry. I'm still not stressing. Because like, both of those get just clean up the turnovers. Like that's literally it. That is why they've lost those games. Like. Well, yeah, it, I, I agree just, with you, but I'm, like, I'm just not stressing. It doesn't like, seem like something that they can just. No, well, I'm look. just saying, like, just don't make st- hold on to the football, and like, don't like. That's <laughs> pretty much it, man. Just it, hold on, like, 
it's a lot easier to say that when you're not asking your quarterback to throw 50 times a game because you don't have a run game. They're run. Don't don't talk about Alexander. I'm Madison. talking about Alexander Madison like that. I gave him two games to prove it, and he he did. But you'll give the Commanders a full season. They're two and zero. I don't need to give them a full season. Stop. They're two and zero, dude. It's true. I mean, I can't I can't argue that. All right, moving on. We'll get to the Sunday games. Packers at Falcons. Falcons win 25-24. Uh, as a Packers fan, I'm even with this loss. I'm I was pretty thrilled with this game. Um Aaron Jones and Christian Watson being out. Um and we didn't have Elkton Jenkins the entire second half, which is probably a bigger deal than Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, if we're being honest. Um and Jordan Love looked great again. He just looks good. Just you just watch him play. Just I mean, just looks good. Looks like a good quarterback. So I'm thrilled to death with it. Um The Falcons are not a bad football team. People need to just accept that. They some they something weird could happen and they could still miss the playoffs somehow, I guess. But that's not a bad football team. I they, think they make it as long as Tyler Algier and Bijan stay healthy, dude. Those two together yeah. are a, their yeah. force. I think the worst player on that team is Desmond Ritter. Like I, I I think the rest of the roster is insane. Is really really good. Desmond Ritter. I just I don't think he's a great quarterback. Even in this game, he didn't look great. Um, but the rest of that team is so good. They're they're really, really good. So people need to watch out for the Falcons, man. Watch out. It's a good team. Not bad at all. Anything else anybody wants to add to that? No? Not really. Pretty much covered it, yeah. All right. Uh Raider or Raiders at Bills. Bills win thirty eight to ten. Uh this went pretty much exactly how we all expected it to go. Right? Yeah. I mean they Restatement game for Josh Allen be like, hey, it, week one looked bad, but you know. the thing is, it's like the first quarter. The Bills played terrible in the yeah. first quarter. They they looked awful, and they still ended up blowing out the Raiders. Yeah. So I mean, this is kind of what we expected. Raiders aren't good. Bills are a capable team still. They've. I don't know if they're still one of the best three teams in the NFL, but they're still a team that people need. That they're a force still. You got to watch out. They can still put up 38 on you while looking terrible, which is kind of what they did. So, um, Stephon Diggs is still acting weird. Uh, it, it's a scary situation. I, I just think that something could implode at any second there. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on that. It's 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 still very strange. I don't know. I, I just think this is more about – I think this is more about the Raiders than it is the Bills. Like, I just don't – I'm just – I'm not high on the Bills, man. Like, <laughs> it's the Raiders. Like, I'm just – uh, the, the thing is, like, I, I just, I'm not, I, I just, I can't get hyped about the Bills even after that game because it was against the Raiders. I, they, just, I can't. They I beat can't. an NFL team by 28 points while looking bad. This is the same guy that just refused to trash the Broncos for losing to the Raiders. This, this is the same guy that defended the Raiders on the Thursday podcast. When did I defend the Raiders? I don't remember this You either. said that the Broncos losing to the Raiders was not as big of a deal as the Commanders being in a close game with the Cardinals. It's the Cardinals, Ben. <laughs> it's the Cardinals. It's what? the Raiders. Have the Cardinals got beat by 30 yet no. this year? Have the, Ra- oh my gosh. Have the Cardinals won a game? <laughs> no, they haven't, but have they got beat by 30? Do you still 30? consider them the worst team in the league? Have they played the Broncos? Do you still consider them the worst team in the league? Are I the Broncos? Are the Broncos? 
Are the Broncos worse than the Cardinals? I don't know. They're both bad. I don't know yet. Goodness, bro. Yeah. They're both trying to lose. I just don't. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't. I. Hey, all I got to say is you put Caleb Williams on the Broncos. Watch out, bro. Apparently, you thought the. You thought the Buccaneers were the worst, second worst team in the league behind the Cardinals, and the Vikings lost to the Buccaneers. But you're still defending the Vikings somehow. So, dude, that was I, a bad loss. The Buccaneers. That was, that was rough. All right, move on. This is too much time. Next game. <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to say, Gabe? We'll wait for I, the Broncos. I also, I, I feel like I don't have a lot to say because I. I didn't watch a lot of games because I was I spent all day being at a game. Okay, we'll get to that one. Yeah. All right. Uh Ravens at Bengals. Ravens win twenty seven to twenty four. Uh this is, Bengals are, are weird to me right now, dude. Yeah. Because uh, even in this game, like they little clips and pieces of it that I saw, they looked like the Bengals again. But it took them until like the second half to look like that. I don't really even know if they necessarily looked like the Bengals. They had plays that looked like the Bengals. That's true. But their whole offense still didn't look right. You're and right. then their defense is not the what it was last I year. I think the biggest problem is Joe Mixon. I, I I don't I don't think he's a threat at all. And I think defenses have learned that. So they're like, all right, we're just gonna play pass coverage and not worry about the running game at all because they just don't nobody's scared of Joe Mixon. He's not gonna do anything to you. I just don't think they're scared of that offensive line. At all. Yeah, you may be right it's about the, that, too. It's almost the same as the Steelers, but thankfully the Bengals have a better quarterback with better weapons to cover it up. And also, uh, Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf injury, and they kind of made it sound like his status for next Monday, the game next Monday night, is kind of in question. Yeah. I, I, I would assume he's playing, but keep an eye on that. Um, he It's possible he couldn't play. I I, I bet he's playing, but but just keep an eye on it. Uh, T. Higgins had a couple of awesome catches. It was good to see him kind of get back into into form there. Uh, Jamar Chase has still got to wake up, though. Don't know what's going on there. Uh, all right, going to move on. Seahawks at Lions. This was a chaotic football game. Uh, Seahawks had some interesting plays. We had a really funny play. I'm assuming you guys saw this, where they called the intentional grounding on Geno Smith that really shouldn't have been mm-hmm. intentional grounding. And then Geno Smith was going to the referee like while the referee's announcing. I'm talking to America. Yeah, and, like he's trying to he's trying to complain to the official and the official like puts his hand up, is like, Hold on, I'm talking to America right now. Chill. <laughs> that had been everywhere. That, that was fantastic, bro. Uh but the game was just chaos, no defense. Both teams just can't play defense at all. Um went to overtime. Uh the Lions didn't touch the ball in overtime, right? I'm trying no, to remember that. The Seahawks just won it, went down the field, scored a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, Aiden Hutchinson would have had a sack on the last play of the game, but ooh. there was a no hold. Call. You're right. Yeah, there was a hold. There was a hold for sure on that that they did not call. But that's not the only game that ended on a no call. Uh, we won't talk. About we'll that. get to that one in a little bit. Uh, next, Colts at Texans. Ugh. Colts just dominated. Uh, Colts 31, Texans 20. Uh, Texans look like a really, really bad football team. Minshew mania, baby. Minshew looked good. Uh, Anthony Richardson looked good at running the ball, uh, and they got hurt because of how much he was running the ball. And then Gardner Minshew came in, and they didn't miss a beat. Uh, take that as you will. Anything else you guys want to add? No? No. That's just no. Yeah, I think both of these teams are absolute garbage. 
Uh, but one of them had to win. So, all right, Chiefs at Jaguars. Gabe, this was the game you were at. Talk, walk us through the atmosphere of that stadium and what what it was like being there. A lot of Chiefs fans, which I was, I don't know why I was surprised. I think I guess because it's in Jackson. Well, besides the fact that it's in like Jacksonville, like Jacksonville is pretty far from Kansas City, so you would expect a lot of Kansas City fans to. Well, Chiefs fans are everywhere now. I mean, yeah, now. Yeah. But I mean, even like I don't know. I just I wasn't really expecting it well as many as many as there were um were there a bunch of like 15 year old cheese fans dude there was a few like really old cheese like (laughs) there was a few really old ladies like sitting like they looked like they were probably 70 or 80 good lord that old it's like the 70 for brady or the 80 for Brady thing? They probably the opposite they probably used to live in Missouri or something, and then they retired and settled down in Florida. <laughs> That's probably what Dude, you're probably, you're yeah. probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. But, like, it's not like they were just, like, they were standing up every play. They were, they were sitting up high with all the hype people. That's awesome. And, like, they were getting drunk. So, they yeah, they, they were, like, standing up every play, which, as a neutral fan, it was kind of annoying. I'm like, I'm just trying to watch the game, and everyone's like standing up and going nuts. Hey, but shout out the old ladies. I I appreciate it. Hey, um, I mean, other than that, like it's Jacksonville, and it was a one o'clock game, so it was stupid hot. Half of my face got sunburned because <laughs> I'm facing this way, and the sun was on my left, so half my face got. Hey, you needed my toasted. bucket hat, bro. That'd have been perfect. Bucket hats are legit. I should have got a Jags bucket hat. Yeah, yeah, that'd been cool. I could have worn it. (laughs) That actually would have been cool. (laughs) Tanner is giving Gabe the absolute death stare right now. (laughs) Uh, Game wise, I expected a more offensive game. Um, Like it was, it just seemed like complete defense in the first. Either complete, like either defenses were playing really well, or just both offenses were playing awful. I, I honestly couldn't tell you, but like. The Chiefs getting Chris Jones back looked like it's made like a big, mm-hmm. a big difference. They were getting to Trevor Lawrence. I I know you were, earlier like you were kind of criticizing Trevor Lawrence on some of the throws, but like it looked like he was putting them like where he could, where like the receiver could still get him, but like it just was barely like, especially some of those throws he had outside. Like uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was too. There was a one possession I'm thinking of. Probably Christian where, Kirk on the sideline. Christian Kirk won to Calvin Ridley, and he ran into the field goal post. Oh, God. Um, so, I partially bl- blame Trevor Lawrence for this one possession that like, I'm thinking of where they it was like first down inside the five. And for some reason, they threw it three times in a row. Like uh, yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. And all three of them, he threw too far out off the back end line. Yeah, like just back to back to back. And it but was like, dude, what are you doing? I don't know if that was just like he. You should have threw it sooner. But like he put it, and it's not like it was completely out of reach of the yeah. receiver. It was just barely too much. I, it's not like it was anything crazy. He was making the right read on all those, and he was making the right throw. He was just throwing with a little too much force. He just needed to take a little bit off of those throws so those balls could drop back down. Yeah, I you think know. you're what Gabe was trying to say. Like he was keeping it out of the defender's reach. He was making sure that he didn't get a turnover. All those throws, though, there wasn't a, like there wasn't a defender close to them. Yes, there was one in particular that the dude was standing pretty much wide open for NFL standards in yeah. the end zone, and Lawrence know, just. I was pretty disappointed with it, man, because I think Trevor Lawrence is awesome. But man, I have him in uh, two of rough. my 
two of my fantasy leagues. So I was a little disappointed that he only yeah. put up like nine points this week against the Chiefs. Ridiculous. Yeah, it made me lose the Tanner and Dynasty this week. It's rough. Unacceptable. Yeah. All right, next game. You, you, did you have anything else you wanted to say about being there? No. No? Okay. Did you did you see uh, Jackson Mahomes anywhere? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would best fight. Or Brittany. Didn't see either. Okay, good. But I did see Taylor Swift's potential boyfriend. Oh, okay. That oh. Cool. That so in, cool. in the flesh. It, yeah. was, it was pretty That's nice. it was mesmerizing. <laughs> nice. All right, bro. Yeah. What was it before we move on? What was it? I'm trying to remember what the announcer said when, that when when Kelsey caught the he had, he got a touchdown and he and he punted. There the was ball a blank space for. Oh yeah, they they, they said a... he said something about the Kelsey found a blank space in the end zone. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that was great. All right, next up, Chargers at Titans. Mm. Titans win 27-24 in overtime. Mm. Tanner. Walk us through the emotions. Made of the me game. hard, bro. Oh, um, not like that. But hey, hey what else could it mean? Let's chill out. Let's no. chill out. So let's this like geez. this that's hundred percent what you been. What else does that say? No, okay. I think I'm you gonna, forgot we were recording. I, I kinda did. Yeah. So like uh, you said just be yourself and yeah. you know, so that's Tanner for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize. so first off. I want to apologize to two guys I was working with, Trayvon and Austin, because I told them as soon as they, as soon as I walked in the door, I walked into work at twelve thirty. I watched the game the entire time while I was at work. I was like, guys, I'm just gonna let y'all know, I might as well be clocked out from one to four. Okay, I was like, from five, from four o'clock to when we close at six thirty, bro, I got y'all, I, I got you guys, but one to four o'clock, y'all might as well consider me clocked out. But um, that was. I, I loved, loved that game, even though I was on the edge of my seat. Because okay, like before, before you continue, I want to let you know I don't want to spend twenty minutes on this game. Oh, I know, okay. only okay. nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nineteen forty-five. No, like I loved. Honestly, I loved everything about that game. Like our defense played really, really good. Obviously, there were some things to clean up. But um, I loved how they used Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, the one-two punch. Look, I told you all I will give props when it's due, okay? Ryan Tannehill <laughs> played fantastic. But I have come to the conclusion... <laughs> I I have come to the conclusion I have an abusive relationship with Ryan Tannehill, okay? Well, Ryan Tannehill... So this is emotional abuse. Yes, right? it's emotional abuse. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill... Okay, let let me break this down. And I'm sure I'm not the only Titans fan that feels this way, okay? This is how I feel about my relationship with Ryan Tannehill, okay? okay. You're dating a 10, bro. Like, she is gorgeous, okay? You're dating a 10, okay? okay? She's promising you the world. Like, she is putting you in your feels with games like you saw against the Chargers, okay? And then she freaking cheats on you. Okay, with games like the Bengals, and then she destroys your trust, breaks your heart, like does a Mexican tap dance on it. Okay, and just Wait, your lows what is of a Mexican lows, tap bro. Dance? I don't know. It's like just like one of those little the salsa, the salsa. The yeah. Salsa. Anyway, the salsa. Okay, we'll just do. Okay, we'll do a. She does the salsa on your freaking heart, just like Ryan Tannehill does playing against the Bengals. Okay, bro. <laughs> 
And then turns around and just like the Saints, literally done the salsa on my freaking heart against the Saints. And then turns around, promises me the world again, just like he played against the Chargers. He played so fantastic, bro. He could not have put that deep ball to Traylon Burks any better. Correct. Like, oh my gosh. How did, like, how did Traylon Burks not score a touchdown on that? He was tackled. I mean, he should have scored the touchdown. He should have, 100%. But, like, I have an abusive relationship with Ryan Tannehill because just like that 10, bro, like, he promises me the world with games like Whoa, the Chargers. He, he promises? You oh, you're cut about Ryan me off. Oh, yes, okay. Ryan Tannehill promises me the world, okay. okay, just like she does, and then turns around <laughs> against the Saints, and she cheats on me. And breaks my heart just like Ryan Tannehill does. Okay, so I have an abusive relationship okay, with fine. Ryan Tannehill. Um, the one play that stood out for me this game was the triple read option where they oh, read man. the handoff to Tajay Spears, hey, God, and then really? had the option to pitch it to yes. Derrick Henry with Ryan Tannehill running. That's a scary, great play design. Bro. Yeah, hey, that was fantastic. I have one of my five Ryan Tannehill rushing touchdowns this year. Okay, and I want to go ahead and point out, dude, like um, Tim Kelly, the offense against the Chargers, spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Like maybe the Saints defense is just really good. No, it's Ryan freaking Tannehill. We would it's Ryan freaking Tannehill. It's Ryan freaking Tannehill, bro. And then All right, next game. The, hey, by the, way. the fumble that should have given us a ten point lead, but we lost by a point. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Next me. game. Just to con- but to continue your analogy a second ago, even though Ryan Tannehill had the great performance for you. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't trust it. Yeah, you I know, don't trust it. I know it. it's coming back. I know yeah. it's coming back, and it yeah. scares the hell out of me. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I know this is going to shock a lot of people, but I have breaking news. Oh, yeah. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski says running back Nick Chubb is out for season with significant knee injury. Yeah. Shocker. Yep. I mean, every Shocker. every human being on the face of the planet knew that. Yes. <laughs> you know, his knee was just at a right angle, guys. It's a significant knee injury. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Giants at Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Uh, the second slate of games on Sunday, I took a nap during the first half. Wow. So I didn't see any of the part that the Cardinals were dominating this game. I only saw the part where the Giants were dominating. So the Giants looked incredible to me. It looked unstoppable. But but I didn't see the first half. So apparently it was really bad in the first half. Um, but did anybody see the first half of this game? No. I saw Dobbs freaking put the I did see that on his back for yeah. that 30-yard TD. That was a great run. That was insane. Fantastic. By the way, the rest – we don't have very many people outside the state of Tennessee listening to us yet. But if anybody is, like, people outside the state of Tennessee, they don't realize how good Josh Dobbs is. Josh Dobbs is a capable quarterback. He's capable. He really is. I was uh, trying yeah. to tell you all the Cardinals are better than you think they are. I, I still think they're the worst team in the NFL, but Dobbs is a kid. They don't play like it. Yeah. They fight. Like, they, they are in – they've been in both games yeah. that they've played in. Yeah. I don't think – they're not going to get annihilated very many times this year. They're not like the, bear, the, the, uh, the Bears. They're yeah, like the Bears. The, I mean, <laughs> the, the Bears. they're definitely not like the Bears, but I was I was thinking like the Browns. No, yeah, the Bears yeah. might be the worst team in the league. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears probably are. Don't back up your pick now. Don't back up your pick now. I'm being serious. The Bears dude. might they, be the worst team. They might be. Yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Next up, Forty Niners at Rams. Uh. Okay. So. Okay. So Forty Niners win thirty to twenty three. 
But w- sketchy stuff. Do going you know on. what is the re- the rookie receiver for the Rams' name? What is that and guy's name? I'm I'm pronouncing it wrong. I know I am, but it's like Puka Nuoko or something like that. Let me, let me go find him real quick. Hold on, dude is going crazy. Uh, Puka Nakua. Nakua. That's Puka Nakua. This dude is breaking like all kinds of records. Like all of the rookie receiving records ever. He's breaking all of them. Justin Jefferson. Who's that guy? Who is Puka Nakua? Who is this? Does anybody know where this guy went to college? No. I, I have no idea. Oh, college. BYU. What? Yeah. Did we not hear about him BYU. before? This guy played with... with uh, Bryce Young? No. Oh, not Bryce Young. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He played with Zach Wilson at BYU. Did you just say Bryce? Yeah, I, that's my bad. That's my bad. I met Zach Wilson. Okay, he he's one of the Cougars as well. By the way, this guy, Ugh. this guy that's breaking all these records. He is younger than Ben. He was born May 29th, two thousand one. I was sorry, Ben was born two thousand two. He's not younger than Ben. He's he's less than a year older than Ben. <laughs> this guy doesn't even know my birthday. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, Ben was born two thousand two. Oh man. But anyway, Puku Nakua. I, I mean, if you don't know the name, get to know it now. Because this guy, I mean, he looks like he's playing just as good as Cooper Cup. It's very strange. I don't know what's going on. Because Cooper Cup's playing. Well, I mean, he, no. you just wait till Cooper. Another another thing is, I have said wait until Cooper Cup comes back, and obviously, whenever Cooper Cup comes back, he's going to be getting most of those targets. Right. But the thing that I saw, um, I was watching it people break this down for fantasy purposes. This dude mostly lines up as the outside receiver. As where Cooper Cup mostly lines up as a slot receiver. Right. So they're saying it's going to be like the Robert Woods Cooper Cup thing all over again, but this dude is better than Robert Woods apparently. So Yeah. This dude he had twenty targets. Yeah. They threw the ball to Puka Nakua twenty times. He caught 15 passes. Matthew Stafford, more than any other quarterback in the league, gets locked onto one oh, dude. Oh, yeah. And he's going to throw it to he's him. He's just going to throw it If there's a slice of separation, he's going to throw it to him. And Matthew Stafford still got it, dude. He, he can, still he looks can good. zip it, dude. There's yeah. some throws that I saw in that game where it was an absolute rocket. So, watch out for the Rams, dude. They might actually be a good football team, yeah. especially once Cooper Cup comes back. Maybe. Speaking of might actually be good football teams. Jets at Cowboys. Cowboys win thirty to ten. Uh, this game went exactly how Dak Prescott. Like, I'll give credit you. where credits due. Dak looked good in this game. And Jet, look, Jets defense is good. You've got so, to get. You yeah. have to give credit where credits due. Yeah. The Cowboys look really good in this game. Here's the thing, though, dude. I will. The Cowboys can look like the best team in the regular season every single year. It's. Same, it's the same thing with how you feel about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. They're they're going to look like studs during the regular season. What are they going to do in the postseason? That is playoffs? literally the exact point that I have been making the entire time when you guys <laughs> act like I'm saying they're going to the Super Bowl. No, I've literally said they're going to be top three seed in the NFC, get put out in the playoffs. That is word for word what you just said. I just want to hear this guy give credit where credit's due and just say they looked good against the Jets' defense. It's not possible for them to be a top three seed because they're not going to win their division. But I will say, I will take back my... out of your mind. They are not going to be one of the bottom five worst overall record teams just because they haven't played anybody. They have played nobody. The Giants almost lost to the Cardinals, if you want to use that as an excuse. 
And then they played the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. And your command, okay, and your commanders started out with the Cardinals exactly. and then turned around. That's and what I'm the saying. I'm saying they still beat NFL no teams. Game. I'm saying they still beat NFL teams. But I'm saying if you want to use the excuse of oh they barely beat the Cardinals, okay, the Giants beat uh, the Cowboys beat the Giants who barely beat the Cardinals. Okay, the Cowboys also just played what was considered the number one defense Don't going even. into the league. That's why I said considered the number one defense going into the league. Hey, yes, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Sauce Gardner is legit, and he doesn't hold every single play. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I just want to hear you give credit where credit's due. They'll be better than the top five bottom worst team in the league. They may make the playoffs. They are not going to be a top three seed. They are not winning the division. I will still stand by that. After, after watching this game, I... My take on Micah Parsons has changed a little that bit. That dude is a beast. Yeah, I, I, I ever since his rookie year, I, I, like, I knew he was one of the best defensive players in the league. I, that's obvious. Watching this dude by the time his career is over, we're probably talking about him as one of the best defensive players ever. Yeah, he's he, legit. He's going to be in the conversation with Lawrence Taylor. Like, that's how good this guy is. Yeah. He is insane. Oh. I 100% agree with that statement. How do you disagree? You've been back in the Cowboys this whole time. How do you disagree with this, Tanner? No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that, bro. Like, I'm He's not so disagreeing good. with that. But, like, He's we're unstoppable. I, I get you, but, like, this, I, like, I get what you're saying. Like, Micah, I'm not taking anything, anything away from Micah Parsons. Yes, you are. But can we literally pump the brakes from calling a guy in his second year in the league? No. Comparing him to probably the greatest defensive player ever. Nope. Can we please pump the brakes? No, I don't want to pump. Like, I was I was pumping the brakes like, all year last year, and but that this this man has played this man has played two games in his second year, and we're already saying he's up there next to Lawrence Taylor. You cannot, bro. Can we him. please pump the brakes? Okay. Like that's not what I'm saying. Against like, against the Jets' offense, I will give the offensive line for the Jets. I'll give it to you. That's one of their biggest weaknesses. Everyone knew that coming into the game that. That was going to be a problem. The Giants have some of, like, two of the best tackles in the league on their team. Uh, Evan Nill's one of them. I can't remember the name of the other one off the top of my head, but he's also really good. And Micah Parsons still destroyed that off of the I, line as well. So. That you got okay. You guys aren't mm -hmm. listening to what I'm saying. Okay, I hear what you're saying. You guys aren't listening to what I'm saying. Just I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from Micah Parsons. Yes, he is a fan. Absolutely fantastic. You can consider him the greatest, if not one of the best, defensive players in the entire NFL. But my goodness, he has played two games in his second NFL season. Who's, We're already saying he's next to Lawrence Taylor. He's the offensive tackle. He is not even won. He has not even won an MVP award yet, no, guys. Whenever, Can we please pump the brakes? When I was talking about, I <laughs> did say by the time his career is over, we're, we're yeah, probably going to we're, we're probably gonna be mentioning him with Lawrence Taylor. That's that was my exact words. So like, who's the offensive think, tackle for the Cowboys? That's really good. Um, the guy that's like crazy old. Yeah, He's I know, old. I know who you're talking about. Zach I just can't, Zach Martin. Thank yes. you. So Thank you. His rookie season, Micah Parsons wasn't even drafted to be a pass rusher. Since a guard, Zach Martin's a guard. I'm like, sure. I this, know he, I know he's like he's like their main lineman. He's, he's anyway, pretty interchangeable, I think. Whichever offensive lineman it was, 
Micah Parsons was initially drafted to be an off-ball linebacker. And then they said that he was doing pass rush drills against them. And the offensive line was like, dude, this guy needs to be rushing the passer every single play. Because he was that good. From a stud offensive line that has superstar veterans on that offensive line. I, they were like, this guy's legit. That's that's not what I'm saying, bro. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Hey, I, like, think they're, they're, I think they're also just at the pace that he's going. Yeah, yeah. like, I get that. But like, but, like, I said the exact same thing in year two when everybody's literally already comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady in his second year. Like, can we please pump the freaking brakes here? Like, this is... You're literally, uh, I I don't know, like stuff like that absolutely drives me crazy. Right, like somebody is still basically in diapers in the NFL, and we're already considering because, or comparing them to guys that are Hall of Famers. It's because we're seeing like, them do things that nobody has ever done, including those Hall of Famers. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to say about Micah Parsons. He, over the next decade, he is going to change the way that teams have to play with their offensive line. Like, the, the way that teams run their scheme with their offensive line is going to change specifically because of Micah Parsons. They're going to, they, he's, he's going to force the offense to have to play differently. It's, it's going to happen. Something different is going to happen with offensive linemen. I don't know if, like, the positions are going to change, like tackles and guards. I don't know if they've got to get faster now or if they got to do something different with the blocking scheme in general. But something is going to change specifically because of Micah Parsons. He's going to force some sort of change because he's just too good. They cannot stop him. He's so fast. I get what you're saying. And like like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Micah Parsons. But for the love of God, can he win an MVP award before we start calling no, him Lawrence? He, he already has. Like, he got bro. it this year. Well, it's all, it's, I bet he's, ne- he's like, probably minus money right now. He's never winning an MVP award because he plays on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's, it'll, it'll, he's talking about defensive yeah. player. I'm yeah, talking I about defensive you. player. But you said like, MVP. Yeah. I meant defensive player. I, I got you. But, all right, we'll move on. Commanders at Broncos. Commanders win thirty-five to thirty-three. Gabe, what are the emotions? Y'all don't make Gabe quit the podcast, please. I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this game. I'll just let him say what he wants to say. I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, it's listen. Russell Wilson played really well. Could he have done things better? Yes, obviously. So many people are still hating on Russell Wilson. The man put up freaking 33 points for crying out loud. If our defense could stop... Mm, I need to make sure I don't say a few choice words here. <laughs> if only... Uh, Cor- Shut your mouth. If only We're not Cor- dealing with Cor- shit Cor- right now. Shut up. Lock up, bro. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I swear, I will walk upstairs and I will I will leave this podcast. I was doing that one more as a joke. I told you I was giving you a pass. So. No, yeah, I, I I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Credit to the commanders. Sam Hell looked good. Brian Robinson, uh, dude's a stud. Like Commanders, obviously, I had to do something right to come back. Broncos defense is absolute dog water. Vance Joseph, he should have... They should have kicked him to the curb already. That was like, dude, how are you up twenty-one to three in the second quarter and and you absolutely just blow it? No, like, bro, come on. Like, second half of the Broncos' offense shouldn't have had to do anything 
and like still would have been able to win the game. I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous, dude. Like thirty three points. That is more than enough to win a freaking football game for crying out loud. For sure, it was ridiculous. Like I say, Commanders looked. Dudes, there was a um, who was it? There was a specific pass I'm thinking of uh, in the back of the end zone. I think it was to probably like, Terry McLaurin. I want to say it was Terry McLaurin. Like absolute dot. Like Sam Howell had he had some crazy throws that like and and they were being defended really well too. But I mean, you shouldn't. Yeah, no, Vance Joseph. You're trash. I hope you listen to this, and I I hope you realize that you are absolute dog crap. You, yeah, no, this is ridiculous. How do you have Pat Sertan and Justin? Do you have a Pro Bowler? And I don't know how many times Justin has been to the Pro Bowl. Like Justin Simmons is one of the best safeties in the NFL. Like, you, you, your defense should not be this bad. For crying out loud, this is ridiculous. The only thing I want to add to that is the the two point conversion at the end of the game to tie the game, send it overtime. God, don't even get me started on that, bro. Uh, it was it was definitely pass interference. Um, they missed the call. I understand that late game, like last play of the game, like that. A lot of times they let a lot more stuff go, and I typically agree with that most of the time. But this one was a little too much. It was a little too much. He got a lot. Uh, that was Cortland Sutton was the receiver, right? Yeah. He got a lot of Portland Sutton right there. If you call it in the first quarter, you got to call it in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which I, I I agree with that, Tanner, other than like Hail Mary situations. There's yeah, going to be a lot of contact like, there. That's uh, what I'm saying. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was a missed call. Uh, I was trying honestly, to bite my tongue and not say this for the sake oh of not God. pissing Gabe off. D- don't throw the ball with Russell Wilson in the red zone. Just run it. Just uh, that's that, not okay, but that doesn't negate the fact that yeah. it was a miss. Like it was a miss call. Like yeah. you shouldn't. I don't care. It, let me tell you something about the officials in that situation too. And this, people are gonna hate this, and people are gonna think it's scummy. But this is just the reality. They wanted to get out. football officials. They don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the game. So if that game goes to overtime, that means basically they're working harder for no extra money. So they don't want the, they don't ever want the game to go to overtime. They if they can avoid if they can avoid overtime, they're going to avoid overtime. It's that simple. Uh, and I know that's just that's terrible, but that's just reality. That's the way it is. So anyway, uh, anything else anybody got to say about this game? Not really. No. Okay. Tanking for Caleb Williams. Hey, t- Caleb Williams on the Broncos, especially if, with Sean Payton, that would be scary. That would be scary for real. I think he would actually come to the NFL to play for the Yeah, I think he would. Hey, I, I'm not – I'll I'll say this because I don't want to – it's too late. I don't. No offense. I don't, I don't want to be sitting here doing this much longer at 1 a.m. But if, if, if you get to the scenario where – do I think the Broncos are bad enough where – they're, by the end of the year, they're going to have the number one overall pick. As of right now, I don't think so. If if the offense is just clicking and they and they keep playing like that, you're you're not you're not going to have the number one, number one overall pick. But I wouldn't be mad if it happens. At least you know that there's a young quarterback. It's going to be exciting on the Broncos, and I think that's what that's what they have lacked the past few years. I mean, but other than like bringing Russ in, but that that hype didn't last very long before. And now it's just like, 
Okay, you're just right. you're just beating a dead horse at this point. Like it's it's getting no. I mean, like, that's I think that's I mean even let's ride. God, <laughs> um, beating. The I wish I could have just <laughs> shot that horse a long time. Ago. <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like even being a Panther fan would be more exciting because you got Bryce Young. Yeah. Like you got the number one overall pick and a very young, great defense too. Yeah, so like yeah. you're you're building for the future. At least there's something to look forward to. With this, no, like uh, George Payton, I think he realized that he he literally just had to, he, he, yeah, they, like there, no, he, he no no draft capital. You you spend it all on Russ, who's not playing as well as you thought he was going to. Um. Yeah, you just had to put all your cards on the table, get Sean Payton, make signings to try to make your uh your make your offensive line a lot better than it was last year. Hope the defense plays as good as they did last year, and hope that you can at least make it to the playoffs. And that's probably not going to happen. So, uh, if you can keep Sean Payton, do that. But if it's not working out, literally, like tear it all down. Maybe keep a few younger players. Like if you can keep Pat Sertan. But for the most part, yeah, they're most of it down. So, do you know what's going on with Javante? Or are they just not? Are is he on some kind of like snap count or something? Or are they just not giving him the ball or what? Um, honestly, I didn't think about that until just now. Because now that you mentioned, it, I realized they didn't really have him out there in the second half. I would assume they're just trying to take it easy with him as much as they can, uh, just just to prevent another injury. I I don't know anything else about that. I haven't heard anything about it either. But yeah. so, all right, I'm done. All right, moving on to the last game, uh, Dol- Sunday Night Football: Dolphins at Patriots. The Dolphins win twenty four to seventeen. Um, the the last play of this game was crazy. Did everybody? Me and Ben saw this. Tanner and Gabe, did you all see this? Yeah. The last play of the yeah. game. It was a first down. It, yeah. I I don't think it was the first down. It was, it was the first down. It was crazy. Man. It was just sore, but man, what a hey. it was Gesicki, right? The tight end. What a yeah. what a heads up play from, bro. from the Dolphins. He was on the Dolphins yeah. last year. That was exciting. Oh hey, man, you gotta give it to him. Give yeah. the big man a first down. Bro. <laughs> hey, Cole Strange worth the first round pick. That well, whatever year he would have been worth it if he got the first down. Well, <laughs> I mean, he made the catch. You know that catch was impressive. Yeah, he might be the best receiver on the Patriots. So. <laughs> Uh, but you still feeling confident about that? The Dolphins are the freaking Patriots. good. You still feeling confident about that Patriots? I still because all I need is a two injury, and it's going to happen at some point. You heard that? Wow, it's calling dude, for a two injury. Yeah, y'all heard oh, that. It's going to happen. With so if Tua and Raheem Mostert stay healthy, oh, yeah. I don't know if there's a single team that can beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins to be honest, Dolphins team, you can't guard them. You can't no. do anything. It's exactly Look. what I. You, it's almost like I know football, guys. Like that is literally. But it's almost like I know what I'm talking. Mike about. McDaniel is is a great offensive. He uses those guys' speed perfectly. Did y'all see? Which, his, did y'all see his halftime? Yeah, so fantastic. He, he looked at he looked at the camera and was like, just started running away. From <laughs> that was so cool, dude. He's so cool. I it mean, seems Waddle's like already in concussion protocol. So uh, yeah, from that hit on was that third down that that hit happened on? I don't remember. Anyway, Walter went up for a ball, got hit in the head. He's in concussion protocol now. Like it's okay, he still has and You can say, I mean, 
injuries can happen to any team at any point. But if what makes this team so special is a hundred percent, they have built their scheme perfectly for those players. If one of those pieces goes down, it's a huge impact to what they're trying to run. So, all right. Anybody else have anything else to add to that? No. All right. I just can't wait for the end of the season, bro. When I get a free chili dinner. Okay. Don't make Gabe talk about this. Well, just well, see. The thing is, is even if you do win this bet. The net gain is you still, you still, still owe you me like one chili's dinner because you owe me two right now. I need to bet. I need to okay. I need to bet. On, so if you win this to, bet, you still owe me one. Is this gonna be like a ship and scam? Skip and Shannon like Mountain Dew bet. Or I didn't know they do, Mount, they do Mountain Dew. Yeah, bet. so well, they, they used to. Well, no. Yeah, so they used to do cases of like Diet Mountain Dew. So like they oh, would okay. bet. Yeah. yeah. So well, we just gonna bet chili, mostly chili's over LeBron. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, just wait for basketball season. Don't make Gabe talk about it. I, I, I have to talk about it. Gabe doesn't have to say anything about this. Okay. I mostly want to talk about how wrong I was. Um, and any listeners out there, you don't hear that phrase out of my mouth very often. Okay, so that may be the first time I've ever heard you say that statement. <laughs> Gabe actually just our, smiled a in our entire friendship, bro. Like <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm of course talking about Tennessee at Florida. Florida won twenty nine to sixteen. This is out of pocket. I um. This is what? It's out of pocket. I I. As well, at, it's what the kids say now. It's it's, it's <laughs> very it's very unnecessary for him to bring up. I we have this to is not talk about it. Hey, he admitted he he admitted he was wrong. You don't have before. to say it. We have he to. did admit he was the wrong. One guy that has anything to say about it. You don't have to say anything. But you, you don't need to say anything either. Bro. I have to talk about the how, one time that I wish you wouldn't admit that you're wrong. Is this now. is this is the most wrong I've ever been on a sports God. take in my life. And this is fantastic, bro. Like I kind of want to hear what you're gonna so, say now. So I. Uh, like I was so confident that are we, hey, are we ending on this? Because I may just go upstairs, so I don't gotta listen. To this. I wanted I wanted to briefly mention Colorado, Colorado State as well. Just mention that first. Okay, I'll I'll do Colorado, Colorado State first then. Okay, <laughs> Gabe will give us a stay humble before we end the podcast, I guess. Anyway, but Colorado, Colorado State. So did anybody else stay up to watch this game? No, I'm not gonna lie. When they got up twenty eight to seventeen, I was like. I'm going to bed. Okay. It was already like 12.30, 1 o'clock at that point. So I stayed up and watched the entire football game. That's stupid. And, okay, first of all, we'll, since you saw this, we'll talk about it first. The Travis, the, the hit on Travis Hunt. That may be one of the dirtiest hits I've seen in a very long it time. It was, I agree it was dirty. I don't think it was one of the dirtiest hits I've it, ever seen. If if it was one of the dirtiest hits I've ever seen, the guy would have went for the head. The ball had already bats twice. I agree with that. I'm not saying the location of the hit. I'm saying the hit in general. The safety was never looking at the football. He had he had no idea the ball was there was there or not there. At the end, he didn't care if the ball was there or not. That's why I'm saying it is dirty. He didn't know how late he was. He knew he was late, which is why it was mm-hmm. dirty. He didn't know how late it was. He didn't know the ball had already bounced. He mm-hmm. didn't know that. And if he wanted to be extremely dirty, he would have went for the head. He didn't go for the head. He went for the chest, which in in all reality would probably end up being worse for Travis Hunter since More he got a, he got yeah. a, he got a lacerated liver out of it. Because if he, if he got a concussion, he probably missed one game. The, the lacerated liver, he's he's gonna miss maybe like three or four games. Um, so yes, it was dirty. It was bad. It shouldn't happen. That's why he got penalized for it. Did he get ejected? No. 
Okay, I didn't. I don't think he deserved to get ejected. I do. If he went for the 100%. head, hundred percent. If he went for the head, he should have been ejected. No, dude, you have to eject. And I'm not no. trying to cut you off in that aspect. You have to eject. Yeah. Like you have to take the overall context of the play and how dirty that hit was. Yeah. Like if it's any other hit, like I'm not. I, I'm not a very like ejecting type person. Even on some targeting, like I'm, I'm still like yeah. let let him. But in that play. With the overall, the ball had already bounced twice. He didn't know. He legitimately, okay, but still, like, the play was already over. And he intentionally, that, that, that's worse than most targeting plays. I I agree with a lot of what you just said. You keep saying that he didn't know how late he was. That makes it worse. He never had any intention on finding the football. I I agree with you on that. His intention was to go hit him as hard as he could. His intention was... I'm going to hit this guy as and if, hard as and I, if I can. And if I don't knock him out of the game, he's going to be thinking about me to the make rest it, of the game. To make it even worse, though, he stood over Travis right. Hunter after that hit. You're right. You need to be – bro, I'm sorry. One, with how late that hit was, too. And look, I, and I want to say this very clear on the record, okay? The death threats like he's been getting, super out of pocket. Yeah. You should never... No, that is not okay. Mm-hmm. That I don't care what situation. That is not okay. 100%. And I'm 100% saying out of pocket. Yeah. You should never with somebody's life yeah. like that. You That's not even a joke. Life. You do not do that. But I'm saying with the hit, with how late it was, and then standing over him mm-hmm. after that hit when dude is on the ground obviously injured, you have got to eject him at that point. You cannot let him stay in the game. That's not a football play at that no. point. Like, so, you're not trying to make a football play. And so, if you're not trying to play football and you hurt someone, you don't deserve to be so, playing And football then anymore. stand over them that's, after doing that. So I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying. And that's why I'm saying it was a dirty hit, is because his intention was to never make a play on the football. His intention was... When this guy goes for this catch, I'm going to hit him as hard as I can. I'm gonna hurt him with with a le- like he he thought he was making the hardest legal hit he could possibly make. That's what he thought he was doing. Do you he, can't tell me he thought he was still making a play on the football because Travis Hunter was clearly no, not trying a, to catch a football. He's not say, he's not saying that. He's saying he was gonna try to make the make the most legal hit that he could on him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, uh, that was that was what his goal was. But he was also taking the risk, which is why it's dirty. He was taking the risk because he he wasn't even looking for the ball. He's like mm-hmm. he's like I'm trying to make this hit is the the hardest legal hit I possibly can on this guy. He's like, but if the ball ends up being somewhere else and it's illegal, I don't care. By that exact definition of what you said, how does that not identify as targeting? Because targeting means leading with the helmet. To a defenseless player, yeah, or uh, hitting. How was Travis Hunter not defenseless in that player? He, did, he didn't leave helmet or no, helmet or no helmet. I don't care. It's still a defenseless receiver. But it's not. In that you point. just asked me for the definition of targeting. I'm say, in my opinion, I consider that targeting, even though it's not. Even though so it's not leading with the head. intentionally. Like, go you are intentionally a- targeting. I I view I don't view targeting as just. I, I understand. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not saying targeting in the aspect of the penalty leading with the head. I'm saying targeting as 
in that situation, you are legitimately trying to injure another person. You you're not making a foot. You're not making a football play. The play is already over. The ball has already bounced twice. Given the fact you're saying yeah, that, he doesn't even recognize that's, that's that. Why it, that's why it was a personal foul. Like all hit. of that. It all of that should be should be targeting. No, like it's he a late should hit. Be out. That's the definition of a late hit. That's what he did. Like so, like targeting, you either have to lead with the head or hit with forcible contact in the head, head or neck area. That's why I'm not saying it's as dirty as you guys and other people are saying. If he wanted to be as dirty as possible, he would have knocked Travis Hunter. He had the he had the opportunity to knock that guy out cold. He could have been laying lifeless on the field for multiple minutes. That safety had the opportunity to to do that. And he and he didn't do that. He chose to hit him in the chest instead of the head. It was still dirty, but if he wanted to be extremely dirty, he could have knocked, literally knocked him out. He had the opportunity to do that. You all agree with that, right? He had that opportunity. I get, I and get he, what you're saying, and he didn't take that opportunity. I see what you're saying, but like with helmets nowadays, I feel like a shot to the abdomen is worse than getting hit in the head. Obviously, all this, all this brain damage it. stuff, Ben, that people would completely disagree with you. I don't care. I've had my personal experiences. I would rather get hit in the head than take a hot <laughs> shot to the stomach. Well, and, and I've look, I've got, I've got to point this out too. Okay, and like I'm not trying to my per, my. Then this is just me personally. Okay, I feel like with the whole Demar Hamlin situation last year. I feel like that makes the hit even worse because it's with the chest area. Now, I'm I'm not saying like you just saying people can't hit people in the chest anymore. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's no. That's not what I'm saying. That was a completely legal play. It was, but it was in the chest area. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying. Maybe maybe that's a bad example. I may just not be like I may just not be saying what I'm trying to say the right way. But like You're saying hits to the chest being more serious than a hit to the head. No, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying I don't like know what you're trying to say. I don't I don't know. So with it at least to me. I'm not saying everybody else, but at least to me, with it being such a hard hit to the chest area, to to me, it was a little more eye-opening. Like, I'm saying whether it's chest, whether it's head... I'm not. I'm not saying one is worse than the other, even though I think the head is worse than the other. But, with that situation... I feel like it opened my eyes personally a little more to that hit because of the location, because of what happened to DeMar. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, the DeMar situation, it wasn't as aggressive, it wasn't even, but that even made me kind of open my eyes to it more. That's what I'm saying, and I'm saying from a personal perspective. That's what I'm trying to say. I can get that. But the thing with um, the DeMar Hamlin situation, mm-hmm. like from all the medical experts and stuff mm-hmm. that I've watched that have talked about it, like they said that that was just 100% a freak accident. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, yeah. it hit in that like 0.0001 of a millisecond that mm-hmm. your heart is not contracted. 
and it just hit or maybe fully contracted. I don't remember exactly. I know, I know what you're trying to but say. But it was in like that specific spot of the beat that if it gets hit, it just stops. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what happened with Demar Hamlin. Yeah. So that was just a complete. Like, I get, and I get what you're saying. I get I mean, what you're saying. I don't want to spend too much more time talking about this hit, but I do want to say this about like the why the rules are the way they are in the NFL and college football and every level of football now is the in it. All of all of these leagues of football would much rather see somebody have a lacerated liver than to see them have a concussion. Yeah, they 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 mm-hmm. the concussions are a lot scarier to these big organizations. Yeah, because it has a lot longer lasting like long term yeah. effect than a lacerated liver. And I don't. I'll be the first one to say like I don't really know. I don't really know like any long term effects or basically what comes with a lacerated liver because like. To be honest, this may be one of the first instances I've ever yeah. heard of that happening in a sports. A few years ago, Kenny Allen, uh, Keenan Allen, lacerated his kidney on a similar mm. hit. Yeah, um, he missed the rest. He, I think we were like halfway through the season at that point. And he missed the rest of the and season. He, he he missed like the last six or seven games mm. of the season, um, and he came back the next season was completely fine. Yeah, but um, anyway, anyway. So, hey, so get getting back to the actual game. This game, I. Uh, I could not believe how bad the play calling was, specifically on defense for both teams. For I, it was like I was watching a high school football game. The both teams were running the exact same defense every single play, and the other team, if they found a play that worked, just did the same play repeatedly over and over and over again. And the other defense just kept running the same defense, allowing them to do it. So I'll I'll talk about Colorado State being on defense first. Colorado State on defense, their corners were playing soft coverage. And the receivers on Colorado were running five to ten yard hitch routes on the sidelines over and over and over again and just kept hitting the exact same play over and over and over again. And the defense never adjusted. They never brought their corners up. They kept playing the exact same soft coverage the entire time. I understand the receivers are scary and you might get burned. But who, what's the difference of them having one massive 80-yard touchdown or them having 15 plays where they get you eight yards at a time all the way down the field? Like, you've got to adjust at some point. You've got to do something different. You can't just keep running the same defense over and over again. Okay, so now flipping over to Colorado playing defense. Colorado playing man-to-man the entire time. And a lot, the Colorado State didn't have very many good players, but they had one really good tight end and one really good receiver. And that one really good tight end and one really good receiver kept running crossing routes between 5 to 10 yards downfield over and over and over again. And the, they could not stop them. And that those defenders that were playing man coverage on these guys were just trailing them on their hip the whole time. And they just couldn't stop it. They just kept running. And they never changed their defense. They just kept running the same thing. Oh, I don't I like man to man way more than deep, way more than zone. So I love man to man. I hate zone. But if that's happening, you've got to switch to zone once every few plays just to change things up, make the quarterback think about something. Like, oh my goodness. And call don't get call out of state at the end of the game, at the end of regulation, they got the ball back with one minute to go. This is on the offensive coordinator. Got the ball back with one minute to go. They had no timeouts left. And college football, inside a minute to go, it's really inside two minutes to go, but this was inside a minute. When you get a first down, the clock stops. So it's not as crucial that you get out of bounds as long as you get a first down. They 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 made they did three offensive plays on that drive. They threw it to the sideline three times. Incomplete. They were trying so hard to get out of bounds instead of just trying to get a first down and get yards. 
Like they could in the middle of the field was a free 15 to 20 yard gain. They could have had a free 15 to 20 yard gain in the middle of the field. They could have got that those yards, the clock would have stopped. They could have spiked the ball, had plenty of time to get in the field goal range, but they just like they're just situational awareness from both teams and that whole game. It literally looked like a high school football game. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe the situational awareness was just disastrous. It was just terrible. And I, I, I was getting frustrated. I didn't even care who won. And it was just frustrating to watch the whole game. I, I was just, oh my goodness. It was, it's just, it was not good. Play, the players played great. Coaches, uh, specifically defensive coaches on both sides. It's just like, what are you guys doing? Well, I, I, I didn't understand it. But anyway, that's all I had to say about that. Um, all right, uh, we'll talk about Tennessee now. Gabe, are you taking your leave of absence, or are you gonna are you gonna hang around for a second? Uh, I will say. Yeah, go ahead. I'll stick around. I'll okay. run up to it. I, I. Okay. Yeah. You do say. You, do you, you want to speak first or no? Well, you say what you got to say, and then I'll say what I have to say. Okay. Tanner, did you want to say something? I was just gonna say, like, I do not believe personally that. This, I do not believe that that Tennessee team is the Tennessee team that we're going to see the rest of the season. Like, I believe that Tennessee is better than don't that. You, don't you screw around with my feelings, bro. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So, I believe... Last time y'all were high on Tennessee, this crap happened. <laughs> I, believe that, I believe that Tennessee is better than that. This game reminded me a lot of the South Carolina game last year. And I say that because I, I don't know what it is. But it almost makes me wonder if it's a hype thing with Tennessee. Like, when when they're overhyped, or I feel like when they have a lot of hype, they just look lifeless to me on Saturday. Like, they didn't, they didn't look like there was any urgency whatsoever. And that's what makes me think it was a confidence thing. Like, right. they thought that they were going to come in there and they were just going to blow Florida absolutely out of the swamp. Just like I feel like they thought that was South Carolina. And kind of how they looked when they played Georgia. So I do not be I believe that Tennessee is better than what we saw on Saturday. I just do. It may be because I had them to win the East. I, I don't know. I, I just I believe that Tennessee is better than that. Um that's pretty much all I've got to say, honestly. Okay. So Um, I'll I'll continue with what I was saying a little bit earlier. I have never gotten a sports take on, a, on like an individual game, I've never gotten one more wrong than I got this. I not only for the bets that we had on FanDuel, I had a lot of money outside of FanDuel. I had a lot of money in DraftKings on Tennessee in this game. Uh, I have never been more confident in a game ever in my life than this game, and I was so wrong. Um, and and I knew I was wrong before the first quarter ended. I mean, this game was uh, after Florida had like two possessions, and ten, each after each team had two possessions, it was already over. The game was already lost; it was done, and you knew instantly. Uh, and it was it was a tough watch, bro. Uh, I'm not even a Tennessee fan, but I am a Florida hater, and it was a tough watch. It was tough. Um, things that I think I've learned from this game, I still think Florida's trash. Uh, ETN is a legit running back, though. I, he's a fantastic player. Other than that, I don't think they have anybody. I think they've got him, and that's it. 
Um, what I've learned about Tennessee is I, I think that Florida has provided a template for how to beat Tennessee, and that is have a good offensive line with a good running back and just run it down Tennessee's throat. Um, I, I just, it didn't matter what Tennessee did defensively. They just could not stop the running game. Like even when they knew Florida was going to run the ball, they still couldn't stop Florida from running the ball. There's nothing they could do. They couldn't stop them. Um, and as far as Florida defensively, I don't, as, as far as stopping Tennessee, Tennessee's offense, I think if Joe Milton is on his game, I don't think you can stop Tennessee's offense. But I think Milton was just off his game in this game. So Tennessee's offense just looked disastrous because of that. I don't even know. Like, watching that game, it just looked like they were scared to throw the ball deep. Because yes, Florida right. was leaving it open all game, but they just weren't taking it. And the few times they did, they got it. You're actually right. Like, yeah. Why Mil- didn't you do Milton, that more? Milton in general, didn't look great. But when they did throw the ball deep, those were pretty balls. They were pretty. He, he was putting them right where they needed to be. Yeah. Um, so I thought they should have taken – I agree with Ben. They should have taken more shots downfield. I Especially in the second half because yeah. I did like what they were doing with the play calling in the second half because with the way that they were starting to run the ball, they were opening up the deep shots a lot mm-hmm. more. I agree. So, I mean, because Tennessee – like. Tennessee got destroyed in time of possession in the first half. Oh, it was bad. It was bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's all I got to say. I mean, when when have they ever destroyed anyone in time of possession? Yeah, ever since Heupel's been there, that's never been. Yeah, you're right. uh, They don't care. But the difference is normally they're putting up like 45 points with low time of possession. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You're not going three and out and wearing your defense out. See, that's that's the thing is. I think uh, I'm trying to think of how many points Florida scored last year in the game. I don't even think they. I think I think it got. What did they get? Uh, anyway, I'm I'm rambling. Uh, I don't know how much I can't remember how much Florida got last year, but uh, I think Florida's offense played the same as it was last year. I think our the our offense was just they, they Florida's defense couldn't stop our offense last year. And Neyland, I think um, our our our. Uh, I can't talk right now. Our offensive line uh, was absolute garbage. Um, couldn't open up the run game. They tried to use the quick game, and you when you're throwing 50 freaking screens in a game, like it's gonna catch. I mean, like that you, wasn't good. No, I mean yeah. you you can pull them off. I mean, like Brew McCoy is a big enough guy where he, like he, he will like if you if you give him. If you throw him a screen at least five times, like in a game, he's going to truck somebody and get you ten yards yeah. <clears throat> uh, once or twice. But that ain't gonna work. I I don't know um, which I the angle I was watching from. It's it's a lot easier to tell who's getting involved where. Um, it's it's not as it's easier telling who's getting involved where if you're watching on TV than it was from where I was watching. So, but I don't know as fast as Squirrel White is. I don't know why. Squirrel wasn't getting as involved as it is what I could tell. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm, I can't really put a finger on what the exact issue is. Uh, my only guess is that it's, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not Joe Milton throwing a ball in the dirt, which only happened once, I, I can't put a bunch of blame on him. But if it's not, if it's not Joe Milton, it's, it's the offensive line. 
If it's not the offensive line, it's it's a receiver can't can't create any separation, um, which happened a couple times. As fast as those guys, yeah, I don't know. And then the play calling was kind of weird at times. Um, at one point in, it was near the end of the game, right before was it? Uh, no, it wasn't when the fan ran ran on the field, but there was a possession near the end of the game where it was just slant, 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 and you were getting like five, ten yards every single play. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just going to throw get, throw a deep ball four times in a row to the end zone. And it's like it, the slant was working. Why do, Why are we all of a sudden the – fir- the first time, like, I get it. Like, you get, try to catch them off guard, get it in the end zone. You got to get it quick, but – after that first or second time, like quit throwing it to the end zone every time. Like I don't know. Anyway, I yeah, I could go on. Um, I I'm not. Oh, I overreacted. I definitely overreacted, partially because I was there. But um, I I still feel okay about this team. It's it's we're gonna have to see how they come out. Honestly, against UTSA. I think even though it's UTSA, how they play against UTSA is going to tell a lot to see if they just just to see if something clicks to see if um, they they got they got to get something going. And then we're playing South Carolina the week after that, so that'll definitely tell where it's going. So I think this from here on out, this game is either going to cause the team to come together, and they're going to get pissed off, and they're going to uh, like play with their heads on fire or they're just going to crumble and they're going to give up and we will, uh, yeah, we will see what happens. I, yeah, I still have faith. I might be an idiot for having faith still, but, um, yeah, we'll see. And also something else I forgot to mention is our starting center has been out like he hasn't played a single game yet this season. That's actually a big deal. I didn't know um, that. Centers are, are a big, especially in college. They're a really big yeah. deal. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of experience. Um, and I think we thought, and I don't know. Hypel is so freaking vague with stuff like this. He met he had everyone thinking that he was going to be back for this game, and he wasn't. And a lot of people are getting really aggravated with it. That they, is annoying. They just want – everyone just wants to know what's going – because also because if he's really vague and is like, oh, like, yeah, we'll see. Like, maybe, He doesn't even say if it's a game-time decision or not. Like, he just kind of implies making people think that he's going to start. That's a very Bill Belichick attitude to have. Similar That's to what Mc- all college coaches do. Yeah. Similar he, to Mekhi Becton with himself. Oh, I might be healthy. I might not be. Who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, so he uh, Anyway, I think a lot of Tennessee fans were showing frustration with that. And yeah. also, like, you just don't like that if – I don't know. That, fans can easily just blame the coach and be like, oh, this, like, it's yeah. the coach's fault. Like, no. So – uh, There's an easy knows? fix for that in the in the NCAA. They they should just have an injury designation thing like the NFL does, like where you have to you have to announce your exact injuries for everybody to know. Like you have like 
I don't understand why that's not already a thing at NCAA. That would be hard to manage in college because there's so many people on those teams, dude. Well, if you, you had to you announce would, you every would... single player that was out and every reason they were out for, well, you're not, there's not going to be very many. Like as far as being out, there will be a few on every team, and you would just have you would have one person assigned to each conference, like like a group of people assigned to each conference to keep track of that stuff. Like it, you wouldn't have to have one organization keeping track of the entire country. But anyway, it's probably never going to happen because the NCAA is probably not going to exist in like ten years. But uh, another, that's another thing, conversation for another time. I I think Tennessee could still be alright because from what I've seen from the SEC, no one really looks good in the SEC so far. So. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Also, I mean, Georgia looks very beatable, unlike the last couple of years. Yeah. Georgia looks beatable. Alabama looks beatable. I mean, LSU had a good week this week, but they I mean, didn't do anything. Even outside the SEC, Ohio State looks beatable. Yeah. Michigan looks beatable. Like, There's not a team that know. I've seen that lo- just looks straight up dominant. Maybe Texas? Texas I wouldn't is, even say dominant. I mean, Texas is probably the best-looking team so far. Yeah, but even then, there's Colorado. not that. There's <laughs> not, oh, yeah. There's not that much of a gap between, I guess you would say, Texas and Tennessee. A lot of other a yeah. lot of other teams. I agree. I mean, Texas probably blow us out of the water, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. Also, Kamal Haddon's got to he's got to learn how to tackle, and then whenever we're getting blown out and losing big games like this, he's got to he's got to quit running his mouth. And, I mean, he, I'm I'm surprised he didn't get suspended. The uh, the lineman that ran into Graham Mertz got suspended for the first. Was it the first quarter? It might have just been the oh, first half. Defensive line. The first half. Yeah. That's just stupid. stupid. Did the guy? Absolutely did the stupid. guy? Did the offensive lineman for Florida get suspended? The one that went in with the boxing fist and like took there a was, swing. There was three different players for Florida that got suspended. Okay. I, I I couldn't tell you. He, dude, he's which definitely one, one of them. Ten, Tennessee also had a guy that had fist up like he wanted. Yeah, to fight he didn't get suspended. He didn't get suspended. That's the one you're talking about. But I think it's. Be, I think he, it's he was because... doing that more so after the Florida dude was coming at him. I like, what are you going to do, just let the dude punch you in the face? I like, mean, if that big guy's coming to me, I'm just running away, bro. <laughs> I don't want to face like, that guy. Another thing for me, did the Florida quarterback ever actually take a knee? Because he, he I did. saw him, like, bend I mean, down he, he like did he was as, going to. He, he took it as he was getting hit. Yeah, He was already but in the process he, of getting hit when he took the knee. Yeah, he was, take a knee, you freaking yeah, punk. I hope he you listen to this, baiting, You're a piece of crap. He was baiting Tennessee to hit him. Yeah. He wanted there to be a fight after the game because he was like, we already won the game. Now if there's a fight, it's just going to look bad on UT because it's going to look like yeah. they were mad that they lost. See, so. it's, it, yeah, you're right about the quarterback being dumb, but a lot of that has to do with coaching too. Because yeah, the, if, if unnecessary I, if, timeout is... Well, no, no, I'm not even talking about Tennessee. I'm talking about Florida. If I'm Florida's coach right there, what I'm... And I I understand it's fourth down, so you don't want to take the knee instantly because you don't want to give the ball back to Tennessee instantly. I understand. So you need to run like what seven seconds off the clock or something? Was that what was it? What is that about? How much was there? Eight seconds? Or... I was already at the stadium by then, so I can't tell you. I don't know. Eight, nine seconds, ten seconds. You needed to Let's run something honest. like that off the clock on that play. So if I'm the coach, I'm putting my quarterback in shotgun. I'm snapping him the ball and telling him to sprint straight backwards. Sprint straight backwards, run around back there. If you need to run out of the back of the end zone, the clock hits safety and take a safety, give Tennessee two points. Who cares? Can you imagine the memes? I just see the ball snapped. I mean, I've seen teams do that before. Teams teams have done that before. Oh, I know. So, like, I mean, it's the smart thing to do. So, if he went, like, 
Why did he not do that? Another I, thing is, like... Because we're I, a bunch of pricks, that's why. Yeah, I, I can sit here and, like, trash the Florida quarterback for baiting Tennessee into it all I want to. Heupel shouldn't have called that timeout. Yeah. There was no reason to call it. a crap about the timeout, bro? Who it, cares? That play never happens if there wasn't a timeout. So? Like, just because Heupel calls a timeout doesn't mean they gotta, like half-ass around, and I, sit there and barely take a knee. No, I dude, get what you're just, saying. Just take a knee. Like, if you're calling gonna do a it, timeout do it. like that, in that kind of game with college kids that has been kind of heated, like, you're asking for something to happen in that moment. Like, college I, kids cannot, they're not going to control their emotion. If, if you call an unnecessary timeout, they are going to find every way they possibly can to rub it in your face. Be like, dude, why are you calling a timeout? I, I, I don't care about the timeout. If even if Florida did it, I wouldn't care about the timeout. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that I was just care. my like unbiased opinion on it. I, I get that there's. I don't, I don't care about it either. But the argument against that is if, if you are hypo, and you want to avoid altercation, you just don't involve timeout. Because, like, I mean. Maybe he did it on purpose and he's just going to use this to fire his guys up, and I don't know. But maybe there's some kind of genius coaching plan to it. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, if I'm a Florida fan, I'm just confused by it. I'm. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I. I don't. I wouldn't understand. <clears throat> I mean, his his reasoning afterwards was like, oh yeah, if, if it's essentially he, even though it wasn't possible, he, I guess his his idea was oh if they take the knee on fourth down we get it back score real quick onside kick whatever like it like i i don't know maybe he's just trying to like give everything he can until the clock is literally hit zero i if if that's the case i respect it yeah like i whatever because you want to keep that mentality going to the next game but i i don't know and i i don't care it's not as big of a deal as some people are making it and i'm all i i i i am all for that (laughs) I, I really am all for that. If if when Florida was taking that snap on fourth down, if there was ten seconds left in that game, I would be all for that. What if 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 Tennessee was getting that ball with nine seconds, I am all for that because you could score a touchdown in less than nine seconds. You could score that touchdown in seven or eight seconds. You could do it, and then you could kick it the onside kick, recover it instantly, where only one second comes off the clock, and then you can kick another or you could throw another helm area at that point so like mathematically that's possible i would be all for that and i would be excited for that timeout and i'd be like props to hypo but there just wasn't enough time for all that but at the end of the day i don't care about the timeout tennessee just wasn't good enough to win the game it's that simple and brandon was wrong i was wrong i was very not just wrong i was very wrong i was dead wrong bro that makes me hard what, Holy what, cow. what is wrong with you? You start the podcast Stop. with it and then you finish the podcast. All right, we're going to end it there. We're going to go to bed. Yes, I need to. You can tell we were tired. Yeah. If you're a Florida fan, you're listening to this, you suck. There probably are a couple of Florida fans because for some reason there's a lot of Florida fans around here. So they're well, probably no offense, if if this makes you mad, I hope you don't listen to this podcast ever. Wow, like, I I want you to keep listening. Gabe is going <laughs> to turn all the Florida fans off. Uh, Brandon's turning all the Bears fans off. Like, there's no Bears just, fans to listen to this. My friend's a Bears fan. He probably doesn't listen to this because he's not very smart. 
Granite's getting this canceled, bro. Alright. Yep, it's time to wrap the episode up. We'll, we'll talk to you guys Wednesday night. See you guys later. Get out of my house.